How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! But I can handle that. Yeah, okay. That's a little highbrow. That's pretty fancy. Right? It was going to cost me like 20 cents more. Yeah, save your 20 cents. (laughs) That's a lot of of money right there. (laughs) That that kind of culture would be wasted on me. Well, but then John brought us in the Cracker Jacks. And then we do Cracker Jacks, as we always do. Yeah, it is the uh, post-Cracker Jacks. after the all-star party that I had last night, I would bring you guys some Cracker Jacks. And in the break, we were lamenting how bad the prices are now. They're just boring stickers. I, again, I've said this all the time. I don't know why. I love baseball. I think it's the greatest sport. But obviously, there's problems with it. And one of them for me, and I don't know why somebody hasn't figured this out. What When you think of Cracker Jacks, what, why do Cracker Jacks even exist? It's baseball. Right, you can't think of it's in the song. It's the only reason, yeah. Yeah. Right, it's It's in the the song. song. And why the prize in Cracker Jacks should be little baseball cards. Yeah, I don't know why they can't figure that out. If you could go get a box of Cracker Jacks, and you know you got a little dog sticker, that's stupid. But if you open that up and got an Aaron Judge card, how awesome would that be? Be awesome, right? And they don't have to be legit tops cards or anything. They could be Cracker Jacks small size. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Separate collection. They could be the crappiest card in the world, and I could get Justin Verlander in a Tiger jersey, and I would hate that, and I would be like, oh, that's a good prize. You get a little, yeah, the little card, your little separate one, and you put, you know, fifty in the set every year. People would be all over that. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't understand why that and that's that would, not a thing. That would blow up the sales of Cracker Jack as people would try right? to go collect all the cards. Quit worrying about pace of play crap and fix these problems. Put little <laughs> tiny baseball cards in the box of Cracker Jacks and we're on to something. PSA, Cracker Jack. Out here in Portland, the future home of the 2050 world champion Portland Mavericks, <laughs> we think you should step your game up. Make it happen, Cracker Make Jacks. Make it happen. Uh, I just kind of realized something. I want to save the Mariners for 15 minutes from now. We'll do that at 730. I want to lightly kind of touch on the All-Star Weekend, as I think there is some things that we should discuss in this. Uh, One thing that I want to kind of start off with is the All-Star Game itself. Okay. Um, I think, what are we, is this the second year that the World Series doesn't matter? Or is this the first year? It's the second year. It's the second year that the World Series... Uh, home advantage doesn't matter in the All-Star game. Congratulations to the American League for continuing to dominate uh, the All-Star game. Seven straight wins for them? Seven in a row. Mm -hmm. Raise your hand if you are a fan of an American League team. Uh, That would be four people. I'm going to count little Joey. He's an Orioles fan, so that's five of us. Well, he's a Mariners fan, but either way, that's five of us. Oh, he's a Mariner fan. Oh, smart kid over there. Raising (laughs) him right, right, John? Smart (laughs) kid, little Joey. Uh, He's giving... He used to disappointment, kid, but I appreciate the support. <laughs> uh, so we're all excited about that. But I think this year what I really enjoyed by watching the game yesterday, I didn't get to watch it with sound on. I was at work, uh, which made me sad because they mic'd up Frankie Lindor. And I can go back and look at it, and I will eventually, but I haven't seen it yet. 
Uh, but what they mic'd I, up everybody. Every inning there was a mic'd up interview. It was weird. But what I really kind of like that though. Yeah, me too. What I really saw in that game is man, those guys were having fun last night. Yeah, they were having fun. They were having so much fun. Uh, we can't really say what was said, but when JD Martinez interviewed Manny Machado in the dugout last night. That was kind of exciting. Well, he, the, he asked, we can't say sort of. He asked him, hey, man, do you know where you're going? He goes, bleep, bleep if I know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I think that's great. Uh, if you can, if you go onto Mike Trout's Instagram account, there's a selfie he took in center field of him, Aaron Judge, and Mookie Betts. I mean, that's. Luis Severino took a selfie of all the infielders. So it was Frankie Lindor, Jose Ramirez. Oh, no, it wasn't Lindor. Who started it short? Uh, oh, Machado. Machado. It was Machado, Jose Ramirez, Jose Abreu, um, all in the same selfie. <laughs> it was and, pretty cool. And I think that's really rad. And those guys were smiling the whole time. They're laughing at each other, jawing at each other. And I think that's – I'm really glad the All-Star game is now that. Well, and you kind of saw a little hint of that last year. You kind of saw it start to become that last year. And you mentioned all the selfies that were being taken. Oh, right, Nelson, Nelson Cruz, Cruz last year. Nelson yeah. Cruz kind of started that. With, With Joe, Joe West. West. Yeah, he had Everyone the, hates Joe West. Right, and so he took the <laughs> selfie. He had uh, Yadi Molina take the picture. <laughs> With him and the umpire, and everybody loved that, and that that became a huge thing. And they, they even talked about it during the broadcast yesterday. But again, with the the All Star Game should be fun. This is what it should be like, right? This should, should be this game that doesn't count for anything. It's just an ex exhibition for the players. And I think last year, with it not mattering anymore for home field, you started to kind of see the start of that. And I, for one, was glad to see it kind of grow. This year, you had other players, you know, wearing funny cleats and wearing cool stuff and taking the pictures and mic'd up interviews and all that stuff is great. Even going back to the all the home run derby the night before, just Bryce Harper cared. I mean, say what he you did. will, say what you will about Bryce Harper, but he cared and that made that event fun. Well, this show is Bryce Harper fan club number one. And that was the interesting part to me, too, is it doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. But Scooter Jeanette, when he hit that tying home run, was pumped up pointing sure. at the dugout Segura did the same Segura thing where he did the, the same big thing. one yep. in the home run derby Harper did it uh Segura took four feet and looked at the dugout and pointed right you Schwarber know? looked jacked uh Bregman was so sad that he missed that home run to tie it in the first round by like an inch on the top of the wall it was everyone was having fun and, and they still cared even though it didn't mean anything. It was yeah. almost as if they cared more right. now that it didn't mean anything. So those days of like, oh, we need to make guys actually play for something and make this actually interesting. Oh, let's put World Series home field advantage on the line. I think this is kind of shown that I don't want to say that was a failed experiment because I do think it did make the games competitive. It was a failed experiment because it was stupid. But I do think that now we're in an age, and I think social media is a big credit to this, that I think because of social media, these guys all have brands and they want to be likable. They want people to follow them on Instagram or retweet them and things like that. And so they've just kind of let go and said, hey, as long as I don't make offensive tweets five years ago, uh, we're going to be okay. Well, baseball, and, and you guys know this as well as anybody, baseball has really become regionalized, right? Mm-hmm. 100%. So, so More so than college football, in my opinion. I would agree. And so you really have, it's not a matter of, you know, attendance is great and ticket sales are good and, Local TV market ratings are all good. But the bottom line, and, I, and I'm as guilty as this as anybody. I mean, I, I don't think there's anybody that watches more baseball games than I do. And yet I'm watching the Mariners and who they're playing. So for me, you know, I don't get to see, you know, some of the National League guys mm-hmm. as often. So it's it's still fun for me to see these other players. 
And I think they're starting to realize that, right? I think mm -hmm. these players are starting to realize, hey, this is the one game where all eyes are on us. And if I have cool shoes or if I take a selfie out in the uh, in the outfield with Mike Trout or if I mess around with the umpire or if I do a cool bat flip or something, people, that's what they're going to talk about. Yeah. And I think baseball needs more of that. So I, for one, am glad that – and you kind of mentioned it. Hopefully, we're here to stay, and it keeps it keeps along this this trend of this All Star Weekend because it really should become a national showcase for baseball. We should have three All Star games a year. They used to have two. Just take a break, yeah, and be like, "Yo, let's bring everybody together. Who's hot? You hot? You're hot? You're not? Okay, you're out. But we'll see you in like six weeks." <laughs> I think that sounds right. like a little bit of overkill, but well, whatever. The NBA and the NFL are just an entertainment spectacle. Why not do that? That would actually be fun. The mid-May summer classic <laughs> after a month and a half of the season. The late spring classic, the summer classic, and the, the early late fall summer classic. The early right. fall classic. Uh, I do have to mention this real quick, though. Uh, Bryce Harper wins the home run derby over Kyle Schwarber. A pretty solid home run derby. I'm not a fan of the home run derby anymore. I do like the bracket format, the time it makes it format. More exciting. I think it makes it move quicker, uh, although I don't know what that Army versus Navy garbage is. We're trying to speed this up. Why are we throwing weird stuff in? But uh, I think the whole new format is great. Uh, by the way, Bryce Harper hit six home runs in 30 seconds in that final round. That was impressive. And you know me. I am not a fan of the kid from Vegas. And those were straight bombs. Well, I missed it. Every pitch thrown to him was just yak, yak, yak. I missed it live because it ended, the show ended on Monday right around the last round, so I didn't see it. I went back and watched, and I was like, oh, Harper won. Okay, that's kind of what I expected. And then I watched the clip, and I see that he's down by six with 30 seconds to go, and I went, wait, Harper won? And you just see, he, he didn't even hit everyone out. He had a couple of pop-ups too. The speed at which he was hitting them, and they were the ones that were going out were just blasted forever. I was like, I can't believe I missed this live. Yeah, yeah it was, and and again, clearly he cared, right? And that he added, cared a lot. He it was, been, it was a home game for him. He well, might have been the person that cared the most on that field. Well, and and he should be. I think you should always have a home a home guy in the home in the derby, right? And you should get guys that care and want to be there. And I get wanting Justin Bohr last year for the Marlins was a home guy, right? I get wanting to have the stars, and Bryce Harper is certainly that. But he cared, and that made it interesting. And I agree with you. The new format is fantastic. The fact that. You know, you can call timeout and you can get a bonus time and and, uh, you know, the bracket kind of how it's set up. It makes for a fun event. I, I personally really enjoy the home run derby. I like it. I like how it plays out. Um, you know, chicks dig the long ball. It's always been my favorite thing of any all-star game in any sport. That's never changed. The format has been iffy at times. The fact that Justin Morneau can win in a year when – Josh Hamilton hit 900 home runs. Sure. Uh, Josh Hamilton lost that, by the way. Yeah, that's really stupid. Um, so there were there were times where that was an issue. I think this they nailed it. The bracket is perfect. The only negative, I guess, is Harper didn't hit the most home runs because he just had to win each bracket matchup. Boy, Schwarber hit a lot. But who cares? Yeah. Right? It was, it was close. You got to see a great matchup at the end, and it was fun. Uh, so. and, and then real quick before we dive into uh, Mariners for the next half hour, uh, and I don't want to spend too much time on this because I think we're all probably in agreement. Uh, Mike, who's your MVP of the All-Star game last night? Gene Segura. John? 
<laughs> what he said. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Gene I was, Segura. I thought that was a national media grab, in my opinion. Hey, why did Bregman I, win I, it? Just because he hit the one. I thought that was. Well, I thought that yeah. was a drop ball by Major League Baseball. I thought it was Alex Bregman who was phenomenal in Game Seven of the World Series last year. I actually thought Alex Bregman. We said on this show, I thought he should have been the the MVP of the World Series last year. He's one of. He's probably my favorite player in baseball, not in a Cleveland Indians jersey. So am I jacked to see him hit a home run to put the American League up? Yes. But the answer is Gene Segura. He went two for two, three RBIs, two runs scored. And he stretched that single from first to third last night. That was impressive. He was flying. Uh, missed opportunity. And his smile. Mm. Well, S- Second only to Frankie Lindor. Thank you. Yeah, and and you knew I was you, worried when you started that statement. You knew Bregman was going to get it, and that's and that's fine. Lame. It's, I I agree. But Lame. You knew he was going to get it. Lame. There's no way they're not going to give it to him. Believe me, I'm nobody's more upset about that than me. Plus, he's an Astro who I hate. So, um, but yeah, Segura I thought was fantastic. Did you guys see? Did you guys get a chance to see? It's going around Twitter today. Nelson Cruz's video. Mm-hmm. So if you get a chance, look it up. So Cruz is in the dugout filming. And apparently um, throughout the course of the game, Segura had been telling Cruz that he was going to homer tonight. He goes, just watch. I'm going to homer. I'm going to homer. And so when he came up, Cruz is filming it from the dugout. And so Cruz put it on his Instagram. It's going around Twitter and stuff. But the video of Nelson, from Nelson Cruz's phone when Segura hits the home run he loses his ass like no. I mean, he goes <laughs> nuts and just starts screaming over and over again. Oh, he did it. He did it. He told me he was going to do it, and he did it just over and over and over. It's really kind of a cool It's really kind of a cool video for teammates like that to get excited for each other. And one other thing, too, that I don't think happens in any other All-Star game, I was very, very pumped when Aaron Judge hit the home run yeah. off of Max Scherzer. That doesn't happen in other sports, but, and I know it didn't matter, but it was my guy from my team sure. off of the best pitcher in the national league in the second inning, hitting a bomb sure. on a yep. high and tight fastball. Was a I, bomb. I cared. It was a bomb. Well, and that's, and I don't like Scherzer. So I loved it, you know, and, and but that's, that's what the all game should be. Right. I, here's Scherzer, the best of the best. Right. And he's just, we throw- talk about him all the time. And he's being just the best. throwing gas. I'm going to come out and throw as hard as I can. See what you can do with it. And, Judge Judge got it. Took like a 98-mile-an-hour fastball and took it out. And that's awesome. You know, and Judge was excited. And even Scherzer, you know, you just tip your cap, right? I threw I threw 98 on the corner. He took it out. That's what the All-Star game should be. That's awesome. That's that's how it should be. And I'm glad uh, that it was a game last night that the fans could rally around. I'm glad there were a lot of home runs, exciting ending, extra innings. Um, perfect, maybe. Maybe a perfect All-Star game last night. It was fantastic. The 267th All-Star game of all time was absolutely fantastic last night. The American League wins in extra innings. I don't know what the number is. I just made it up. Uh, but did, you, did you see that stat, though, that they, going into last night, they were exactly even? Did you see that on the broadcast? Oh, no, I didn't. So go, they showed it at the beginning of the game last night. Going into the, the broadcast, they were the exactly even American League, National League. Same amount of wins. Same amount of losses. And same amount of ties. Same amount of runs. Same amount of runs? They Whoa. Were to the, to, they had the, it's like 263 each. So same, it was exactly even going into last night. And so. I think like .002 average difference as well. Yeah. That it, close. It was unbelievable. And so obviously the American League now is a game up and a couple of runs up. But uh, it was really cool that they were, at the beginning of the game last night, they were as even as you could be over the course of the All-Star game. Viva la revolution. When we come back, 
First half Mariners recap. We'll do that next. But first, here's Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. as we get started late in this, but don't worry. Maybe we'll just skip the next commercial break and just go all the way to 8. can't do do that. that. Can't do that. Uh, See, those are paid spots from sponsors. Tell you what, I will pay them. (laughs) You will? Yeah, I'll give them free beer. Okay. I know some guys. I know some guys. A lot of people walking by the studio out there on the path tonight. We just put out a collection box. There's also someone just sitting at the bench. They look very sad. Has he got a super soaker with no shirt on? Nope. That was last week or two uh, weeks ago. That was fun. That was weird. <laughs> uh, so diving into the first half of the baseball, I want to start with uh, that little team up the road up there that is near and dear to our great friend, Mr. John Sukanik, who is gracious enough to sit in with us on this day as he does three times a year. I believe it's America's team, right? And that their unofficial nickname and that what America's team, the Mariners. Is that not a thing? Uh, no, I think it's America's team. <laughs> America's team? <laughs> America's team. The Seattle Mariners. Look, they're the darlings. Seattle Mariners. They're the, they're the darlings of the baseball world. Let's talk about them. Well, uh, can, I, can I just say, we made fun of their slogan, Seattle Mariners. Good. Well, it's a stupid slogan. But it's actually true this year. Right? Seattle Mariners. Good. 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 Yeah. Uh, I get people asking me, <clears throat> you know, because I'm fortunate enough to host this Stupid yet awesome yet not really stupid baseball show once a week. Uh, they ask me all the time, hey, dude, so like the Mariners? Some of them are Mariner fans. Some of them are not. They're like, so first of all, just because I ho- just because I host a radio show does not mean I know what I'm talking about, first and foremost. But if you want to ask, I'll answer. And people said, hey, Mariners, good? Question mark? Do you, do you, do you think they're going to do something? My response to them all season long has been, yeah, I think they're good. I think they're really good. I think they play an American League that's loaded. I think they play in a division with a World Series reigning champion that built it from the ground up. Uh, and even though they've got a crazy GM with a rocky history uh, and some players that seem kind of ragtag at sometimes, I think this team is really good. That rocky GM with a crazy history has hit on his last like six trades. Yep. Literally all of them. Yep. So if only someone would take some Robbie credit. Cano. Yeah. They don't need them anymore. Uh, yeah. So the yes, moral they do. <laughs> so the moral of the story yes, is the Seattle Mariners sit at fifty-eight and thirty-nine. They're five games back from the Houston Astros, but they have a three-game lead on that second wild card spot. If the season ended today, they would go to Yankee Stadium, and we imagine we would see Severino Paxton. As long which, as it matched up, right? As long as it matched up in a perfect world, and boy, would I pop some popcorn for that. Yeah, and and that's kind of the one. Um, and you guys know this, the, the the Mariners trying to get into the playoffs, they're probably not going to run down Houston. Houston's really good. We get that. So you get shoot for the wild card, got a good chance at that. I think they, they have a chance to get there. Um, you know, but again, it's the one game playoff and that, that can be good or bad. And, and I think the, the thing the Mariner fans are hanging their hat on is that uh, if you can match it up somehow to get Paxton to be the guy that throws in that game, uh, Paxton at his best can beat anybody. I mean, you have a puncher's chance, and in a one game winner take all, that's really all you need. So, uh, if if it's Paxton and he's 
and he's throwing well, they can beat anybody. And and I'll take that after 17 years of not making the playoffs. Like you said, that would be uh, that would be awfully exciting. Maybe this is maybe this is wrong, but to me, it almost seems like a one game wild card is should be preferable to Mariner fans than making it as a division winner. Because in all honesty, the rest of the American League is so stinking good right now that in a series, I don't think the Mariners win. But if they get a one-game playoff, like you're saying, anything can happen. They can win that and advance to a series where I think they would likely lose. But to me, it's almost preferable because you get a chance to win in the playoffs and move on. Sure. Well, and again, at this point, and and this is well-documented, you know, the longest postseason drought of any major team in any of the four major sports, right? 17 years, we know that. The the well-documented, well-talked about. So at this point, you take anything, right? The Mariners take anything, and the wild card would be exciting. And interesting point. Uh, you do have a puncher's chance in a one-game shot uh, game against anybody. So I, I think they could beat Boston in a one-game. I think they could beat the Yankees in a one-game. Um, definitely doable. Get to a series, take your chances, right? I mean, anything can happen. The Mariners went through a stretch earlier this year where they were as hot, they were as hot as anybody, and if they can get back to playing that kind of baseball, well, we'll take our chances. But I I would certainly like to see them get there, just because as a Mariner fan, that narrative, that playoff drought, just hangs over their head and drives me crazy. I I'd just like to see that die. I think the future is bright. And I want to kind of, as we come back here, I want to kind of talk about what has made them successful and what they need to do going forward. But in this conversation, I think one thing that you should think about as a Mariner fan is, sure, you want your best gun. You want James Paxton on that mound in that one-game playoff, which is where it seems like they're headed. Who they're playing, we don't know yet. But it seems like that's where that's headed. I wouldn't count out a Marco Gonzalez I wouldn't count out a Wade LeBlanc even. I wouldn't hell, I wouldn't even count out Felix that much. If the bats can get going early and that bullpen comes in, which is solid, and I imagine DePoto is going to do something, which we'll get to in the next segment, uh, I don't think it all rides and dies on Paxton sure. is what I'm saying. You sure. Obviously, as an Indians fan, if we were fighting for a wild card, of course I want Kluber out there in that game. But I remember three years ago, Four years ago, we were in the wild card game. And we had to throw Danny Salazar, and I was like, "That's fine because I like our bullpen well, and, and I like our offense." I well, guess the the only thing I have to say is, while that's true, and Gonzalez had a great year, and LeBlanc's had a good year, and King mm-hmm. Felix can certainly be great at times, this especially year. if you gave him that sort of atmosphere. Um, I think we're seeing right now three of the best teams we've seen in a long time in the same league, and then. Three and a half, maybe. The Indians are really good. They're just not playing very well. Yeah, we suck. Um, it's it's a weird year, I think, because there is a gap between those three and a half and to the Mariners. Now, the Mariners are close record-wise and even better than the Indians, I believe, record-wise mm-hmm. right now. But that's where I think it's like, yeah, that could – anything could happen in baseball. But I feel like the chances are so slim in a year like this where you've got three 100-win teams in one league. When has that happened? It's we it's It's crazy. It can totally happen in this league, and I think that's pretty wild. And uh, we'll leave on that note. And we come back, I want to look forward to the Mariners the rest of the second half and what they got to do. Can they catch the Astros? Do they care about who they play and all that? We'll do that next. Big John Sukanik in the house for the hot corner. It's 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. 
749 side note I hate Bob Bradley in LAFC Timbers playing 10 minutes in 0-0 US Cup Nobody cares There's your Timber update 0-0 that's a shock I care It is lit Travis Scott I don't even know who that is I just know because it says it right there Who's Travis Scott? Kylie Jenner's boyfriend Who's that? And rapper Who's that? You're old I know I'm really old. <laughs> Do you know who any of those people are, John? I know who Kylie Jenner is. Really? Yeah. Dang it. She's been all over the news lately. Am I yeah. older than John? She's worth $900 yeah, million. Yeah, she's the youngest ever billionaire. How is she worth or money? almost billionaire. What does she do? She's a good question. Instagram. She, she invent Tesla? Thing. Cosmetics. Cosmetics? Yeah. yeah. She does have her own cosmetic brand. Right. How do you get paid on Instagram? She's a Kardashian. She's riding the Kardashian wave. How do you get paid on Instagram? Uh, you take pictures and companies want their stuff to be in your pictures so they pay you to have their your their stuff sitting around your pictures wait a second so i could be sitting here drinking a bud light no you can't and take a picture and they're gonna pay me money are you you a 22 year old hot female yeah you're going to fire amir and michael and pay me more money yes exactly (laughs) if you were a kardashian yes wow that's crazy Uh, So I think uh, I would say the moral of the story of the first season is kind of maybe grinding out wins. I mean, the Mariners are the team with the most one run wins in the in the entire major leagues. John, you were telling me in the break that uh, the joke last night was that Eddie Diaz blew up a blew up the save because he didn't know how to handle a two run lead. Didn't know what to do with the two run. (laughs) lead. Yeah, that was uh, the 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 Mariner formula has been um, score early pitch well. Uh, score late and get the ball to Eddie Diaz, yeah. and you win a one-run game. And they they lead all of baseball in in one-run victories. Diaz has twenty one-run saves. The MLB record is twenty-three. So, so he will he will likely beat that. And Sugar's sitting at what thirty-five saves 36, right now. Thirty-six saves, right now, second best first half, and uh, an All-Star game win ever. <laughs> right. Um, so that that's certainly been the formula for the Mariners, and it's worked to this point. The one thing that I think you can think of. And I think we talked about it at the the preseason show is everybody this year said the Mariners pitching wasn't good enough. Every single person that talked about the Mariners knew about the Mariners. We might have sat here and said it. I think we did. And um, Mike likes nothing more than to point out potential faults with the Mariners. And I think he uh, was quick to point that one out. And I was even critical of DePoto. And then this was an... This was a unique offseason where there was pitching available, right? Mike has been a DePoto lover. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. There was there was pitching available. And I, Not. I for one, was <laughs> screaming at the Mariners to go get somebody, right? Pitching isn't good enough. And it has been. It really has been. If you look at some of the – you guys mentioned Marco Gonzalez. He's been amazing. Mike Leake has been good. Wade LeBlanc. Has been phenomenal. I got him on a fantasy team. I right? never thought I they was signed like, him to like a three-year deal. They signed him to an extension. I mean, he's been phenomenal. And so uh, one of the things that I think is funny is you, is you see this on Twitter. Sometimes people are like, well, who saw that coming? Well, to give credit to Poto did, right? Yeah. Depoto was the one guy that stood there and said, our guys are good enough. And just wait and see. I remember him saying, Marco, uh, when they traded for, uh, for Marco last year, he struggled and DePoto came out and said in a press conference, he said, give him 100 innings. Just wait. Give him 100 innings. And okay, Marco's really good. And so to credit DePoto and the Mariners, that's how they've done it. Their starting pitching has been good enough. And you have one of the best closers in baseball. So uh, lineup's uh, done enough. Get the ball to Eddie. 
and you have a formula for 58 wins or, or what the Mariners, 55 wins for what the Mariners have. So question now becomes, and I'll ask you guys, because uh, you watch the Mariners too. They do have 58, by the way. Can can they keep that up? They We mentioned their struggle, eight of lost eight of 11 coming in here uh, to the All-Star break. Mariner fans like me getting nervous. So I turn to the experts here. Can the Mariners keep that up? I, I'd i like to think they can, but I'm interested in your guys' opinion. Here's my biggest thing. I think I think Mike kind of touched on this with uh, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Astros kind of clearly being better than everyone. I would say the Indians are the worst team going into the playoffs if the season were to end right now. Uh, so all these teams can play. And then the gap after them is huge. Okay, Oakland's hot. Don't care. They're not any good. Whoever's in third in the American League, in the Ameri- second in the American League Central, third in the East, don't care. It is set. We talked about this last week. We know who's going to the playoffs. So the Mariners are good. They have the talent. My biggest thing, why I believe in this Mariner team and why I, I'm willing to say I know they're going to make the playoffs is there's a culture shift in that team. And I think it, to be honest with you, started when Robbie got suspended. When D. Gordon moved from the center field to the second base, it actually has nothing to do with Robbie Cano. I think Robbie is a great clubhouse guy. But when D. Gordon came from center field to second base, he sparked that. He saw that, okay, they asked me to play center field, and then Robbie gets suspended, so I got to go play second base. And he kind of took on this, like, fun, young leadership role that when some guy hits a home run in a crucial situation or knocks on an RBI, he's the guy running through the dugout, running on the outside of the dugout, high-fiving people. And I think things have shifted that these guys now believe. And Scott Service, for my money, is the American League Manager of the Year because he said he had to break that losing culture and they've created a fun atmosphere. And I think that hangs with them. The two guys that you... Game in and game out. The two guys that are mentioned in the post-game show and the pre-game show by Mariner Beat Riders on Twitter, the two guys that are mentioned constantly as having stepped up to fill that. Because make no mistake, it was Cano's team. He mm-hmm. was that leader. Very but much so. But that's not the kind of leader Cano was. Cano's a quiet leader, and he does by example. He's a relaxed, you know, from two turns. Jeter. Right. Yeah. And that's how. Yeah. And he learned. He learned that from Jeter. And uh, but the two guys that you hear, you're absolutely right with D. Gordon. D. Gordon is talked about so much as being the engine that drives the Mariner clubhouse. The other guy, uh, and you kind of saw the ramifications of this with the Mariners and how they rallied around him to get him to Washington D.C. is Gene Segura. Yeah, they talk about Segura as having, and he's best friends with Cano. He's part of the reason that he re-signed in Seattle. Is it's that's his hero. He his, wanted to play with Robbie. His dream was to play with Robbie. And he has stepped up. And I don't know. It would be interesting if we ever find out. It will be interesting to know if, if Cano ever said to him, hey, you're going to have to step up and take this uh, take this team and lead it, or if he just did it naturally. But those are the two guys that you hear time and time again is D. Gordon and Segura. And they've run with it, and it's become their team. And I agree with you 100%. They have created a culture in Seattle that is different than anything I've seen in at least the last 10 years, if not going back farther. And I, I think your point – about D Gordon is great. And I didn't even think about that. He's brand new to the team and Segura has been there and he's been a fun loving guy, but D Gordon, you can tell when you watch the Mariners, he is the heart heartbeat of that team. His energy is infectious. He's your lovable idiot. He is. And they he's love your him. Boston. Now, I'm not saying they're going to make a run like the Red Sox in 04, no. but he's the lovable idiot. So I think that's been huge. <clears throat> and honestly, 
I see no reason why the Mariners can't do this. I've said this all year, and I've I've put away my my make fun of the Mariners goggles, and I've put on my teal colored goggles and said, look, they're good. They're really, really good. I think they're a good team. I don't think there's a lot of flaws. Uh, if there's any flaw, it's the end of the rotation, and it's the bullpen a little bit. But they went and addressed some of that beginning column in. He hasn't been the best, but he's a really good pitcher who's now your setup guy in front of Eddie Diaz. Um, you found guys randomly who have been good in the rotation who – Maybe they fall off a little bit, but maybe that's where you trade for a guy like Jay Happ or something sure. that gives you a more consistent starter. He used to be a Mariner too, didn't he? Uh, yes, he did. <laughs> For, former Mariner, maybe coming back again. We'll um, see. So I, I don't and go the, get Cole Hamels. And the American League is outside of those top five teams or six teams. It's nothing special this year. Well, they, I think I think all these teams can beat each other. I think it's about who's playing best when it comes into it. And, and if Severino comes on the mound and he looks like Severino. And Severino is fantastic. I mean, Mike is starting to bring me around that he might be the best pitcher in the American League. Uh, I still think anyone in the American League is beatable. Like I say this, the Red Sox are kind of trying to run away. The Yankees are keeping up with the American League East. And I hope the Red Sox win the American League East because I think the Indians can beat them. So if I think my team, which is underperforming, can beat the potential number one seed in the American League... This is wide open. Sure. And, and I think it's going to be a fun race to the finish. And I and I think as a Mariner fan, you kind of mentioned it earlier, and this is kind of what I hope for, is I hope the Yankees and the Red Sox slug it out. I hope they go toe-to-toe down it's the It's the stretch, best for everyone that's not right? in the American League East. And, and beat each other up and go toe-to-toe and do it and forget about Seattle. Don't worry about Seattle. They're nobody. Just, you know, and let Cleveland do what Cleveland does. Hey, we're sitting back hoping that the Red Sox beat up on the Yankees and vice right? versa. And then we're also hoping that the uh, Astros and the Mariners beat and, up on each other, too. We'll one, just hang back and right? let you all do your thing. You'll thing enjoy that, the worst division of all time. You got it, baby. And, and one thing that Service, you mentioned Scott Service, and one thing that he has said from the beginning is he said, look, we just got to take care of ourselves Mm -hmm. and if we can take care of ourselves and we can get back to playing the kind of baseball we played in late may and in june i'll take them i'll take them in a series with anybody it's a puncher's chance they'll be underdogs but that's fine sure you know we'll see what happens just as an example you mentioned i don't care who's third in the ALE, second in the al central just to drive that point home put the stake in it Mm -hmm. uh third place in the al east is the tampa bay Rays, who are two games above 518 games out of first place Second place in the AL Central is the Minnesota Twins, who were six games below 500 and seven and a half games And out. Brian Dozier might be on the block. Well, like that's the rumor. Yeah. Still, he's one of the best players they got. Well, they, yeah. But yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> he's uh, old uh, and overrated now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just kind of where things are going. Uh, when we come back in the second half, I want to switch gears a little bit and kind of just talk about some things we've been impressed with. Over the first half, we'll do some American League, some National League, maybe pick some preseason favorites. Joe, are we doing fair or foul? No, Joe Joe shrugs at me. All right, so we'll I mean, we that can. I, I can get something uh, concocted real quick. It could be fun to do trivia with John. But I, I don't want to take away airtime away from Big John, you know. This well, is but the one time doing... that he's here of the year, you know. This is Joe saying, please don't make me do this. Yeah, so I don't won't do that. I, I usually put right. it uh, put it together around this time anyway. <laughs> so. That's Joe saying, no, why don't you talk about uh, whatever you want to talk about. Hey, yeah. I like a challenge, all right? You can definitely uh, have me do it or not. I don't care. Joe, just take it easy in there. Take a nap. We got this. All, all right, right. Thank chill you. Chill out. Chill out. All right. We'll, we'll get to the American League. Uh, let's switch over to the National League. Let's switch things up. We'll get to the National League surprises. Uh, and the future that holds within that league. We'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, 
Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.